Hey everybody! Before we get started this week, we did something a little bit different in that we chose one theme, Summer Songs, and talked about two different songs. Well, since the point of this podcast is to talk specifically about one song that we really love each week, I decided to break up our discussion into two parts. Uh, Not just because it makes more content for the podcast, but also because we want to make sure that you can listen and focus in on one thing at a time. So, Uh, You might notice that the podcast kind of cuts off at the end uh, where the break is to try to make it as seamless as possible, but, well, we'll see how that goes. Uh, In any case, hope you enjoy our episode, uh, episode four, Somebody That I Used To Know, and I'll see you at the end with our social media and email information. Welcome to They're Playing Our Song, the podcast where your song becomes our song. I'm your host, Robert Perry Cruz, and with me again is my very special guest, Carolyn Beaumier. Hello, everyone. (laughs) All of you You out there. You said you weren't going to say hello that way this time. No, last time I said hi. Oh, okay. I changed it. It's a new, okay, good. That's fun. That's a new new feature of the show. Well, today we're going to do something a little different. Uh, We both actually have come with a song, and this time we're going to talk about a songs based around a theme and that theme is the summer because summer is sort of coming to a close pretty soon so we thought we'd think about some uh, music that reminds us of the summer or has something to do with our summer recollections so carolyn why don't you go first with your choice for a summer th- summer song i chose gautier's uh somebody that i used to know which i think came out in 2011 it did. I actually looked that up. It came out in on the album Making Mirrors. It is considered an indie pop song, which I think makes sense given the song content. And it was Gautier. That's how I say. It. I said Gautier. Oh, Gautier. <laughs> I was saying Gautier, like it's a, like a some sort of a that sounds goat milk yogurt. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. like something in your throat. I don't want to eat that. <laughs> uh, and also features Kimbra. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both Australia, well, Australian and New Zealand, New Zealish performers. Uh, this song is best known for winning the Grammy for the 2013 Best Pop Duo hmm. or Group Performance and actually Record of the Year, which shows how much I pay attention to the Grammys because I had no idea that that yeah. has happened. Just sort of heard it on the radio. So, Carolyn, why did you choose this song for our summer theme? So, when you asked me to pick a song, a summer song, I was trying to figure out whether it was a song that like exemplified summer or a song that just reminded me of summer uh so i went with the latter so when this song came out it was what i remember about it is it being being very popular during the summertime and so it was one of those anytime you're driving around in your car this song would come on often and it was always like oh yeah i love this song and so it felt like kind of a song of the summer kind of pop really popular at that time and uh, I think something about the fact that I don't really know any other songs by this artist makes it seem special to that time. So there's really nothing about the song that it relates to summertime. It's just more that time of the year. I remember that summer, singing the song all the time, and it kind of brings me back to that place when I hear it. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think that is a kind of a reoccurring theme with everything on this show, which is the best music really is the best music, a large part because of when we heard it and how it affected us mm. in our own personal lives, which I think is important about a lot of media. You know, When you see something, when you see it is almost more important than what you've seen or what mm-hmm. you've heard. So I remember this song a bit. I feel like I've heard it sometimes, or maybe it's been on commercials, or it's been kind of co-opted at other times. I mostly just remember it for the sort of xylophone intro, you know, don't you? Because you don't hear those yeah. too, too often. It was unique. Outside of, you know, second grade music class songs. And I don't think I'd ever really listened to the lyrics a ton. I sort of just noted that it was starting really quiet, and then it got really loud, which is one of my favorite <laughs> ways to sing songs, mm-hmm. quiet to loud. But when I was listening to it the other night, what you know, wow, it really... It really had, I think, a maturity that I was not expecting from, you know, a song that just was, oh, it's a popular song that I don't remember people discussing so much as just knowing about its existence. Right. So in that vein, I have, I have a, I have something I'm going to do. I don't know if they've ever done this on a podcast before, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hypnotize you. Okay. So I want you to close your eyes. Seriously? Audience. Yo, very seriously. Yes. Okay. They okay. won't know if I didn't close my eyes. No, they won't know if you're hypnotized either, so they'll have to trust us, okay. the audience at home. Okay, so close your eyes. And I want you to, to take a deep breath and think back to one of your earliest romantic relationships. Maybe what? it was high school. No, 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 no it's not going to be weird, trust me. <laughs> going down a weird path. <laughs> We're shifting gears. Okay. The song thing's not working for me. <laughs> about music <laughs> no, no no okay so think back think back to one of your earlier relationships maybe you were you know a, a preteen, a teenager and All then right. think about kind of how that how that felt when it sort of you knew it wasn't happening because clearly you, you told us in the plug section you're getting married i know you're not getting married to someone you dated when you were 13 so there have been some breakups in the past so it's getting think, personal Rob. Think, well you don't have to get too detailed but kind of put yourself back in that mindset all right so basically how this song how would this song have made you feel with your sort of you know, early twenties preteen self after a breakup, you know, preteen. What, what do you? Th- wow. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> what, do you th- what would you have taken away from this song? Way back then, put yourself in that mindset. I can go first if you want. I hypnotize myself at the same time. I'm very impressive that way. Well, I guess. Can I open my eyes? Yes. All right. Fine. Um, I think the like younger self would have just a approached it maybe as a he said she said mm-hmm. sort of thing uh, I don't, what do you think i i kind of think about it from the perspective of the of go 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 uh, <laughs> you know when when i remember breaking up you know the sad news audience i have i have been in relationships that have broken up and i just remember that sense of how much i hated that it was happening even when i didn't care so much because i think we've all had that relationship where we're like oh god i hope this ends but I'm too cowardly <laughs> to break up with this person mm. and how much it just, it, it just hurts. And no matter how much you don't want to be in the relationship, it hurts you and you're just angry. Uh, maybe that's the male perspective. Just every breakup is something angry. And one of the things I really liked about hearing this song was the perspective taking. And in that way, I think when I said it was mature, very much in the sense of how complex ending a relationship can be, how much goes into starting a relationship, how much goes into ending a relationship, and then how much goes into the time after the relationship is clearly over, and not so much the, oh, I'm going to call my ex, I want them to get back together with me, but just the bad feelings that that come about. And they aren't just bad feelings of sadness or anger, but that are very complex 
and layered in terms of how you're responding to you know all the news about the about your ex. You don't care, but you care. Well, I think with this song, it has. Uh, it, I feel like it's the two perspectives that when you're in a relationship of any kind, it's really hard to take yourself out of yourself because you're so caught up in this is how I feel or this is my agenda or or whatever. So it's really hard to take a moment and really kind of understand somebody else's perspective on something. So with this song, I think it took a level of maturity for me as a listener to kind of understand that more as an adult than than when I was younger. But the fact that two people can be going through, whether they're friends, family members, whatever, two people can be going through the same situation and have very different points of view on what's happening and why and what someone's doing and why. And that's what I really liked about the song. I felt like the song starts off and you're like, you're on the guy's side. You're like, yeah, like what a bitch. Like what, you know, what is wrong with family podcast? Be careful. She is a B I T C H. But then you hear her and you, and you don't, totally understand everything that's going on but you definitely see that oh he's got some faults in the matter and wait now whose side am I on and and I yeah so I feel like kind of being able to have that ability to take both sides of the perspective whether you're involved in something or not is a is kind of difficult Mm -hmm. so I like I I appreciated that about the song I think that takes a while for people to implement in their own lives Mm -hmm. some of it yeah, I think it works both ways. You know, certainly kind of going back to thinking about how crappy it is to break up when you're young and it's just the worst thing that's ever happened to you. I think the song would also work then because you don't have to have very intimate knowledge of exactly what they're talking about or the context behind what they're talking about. You could just do that. Yeah, I'm a guy and I hate being dumped. I'm a girl and I hate that this guy was a jerk to me. Uh, but you really can put it together as a cohesive whole of them as a couple, them as a couple that is broken up when you've had fun opportunities to to get dumped or dump other people and it seems like no matter how how crummy the the situation in which the breakup there's no just like oh i'm glad this is over and let's move along there's always yeah i don't think they're ever clean clean cut fun you know regardless yeah and i think someone that you used to know i think that's really an interesting way to think of people that you've been in relation you know people that one has been in a relationship with that it's just somebody you know they're less and less important as even a named character in your own your own life right you know some other person well i thought it was interesting too because in the song it said um like i thought we were going to be friends and then i was just glad it was over so it's this person that's in your life and then and then you you really kind of want to just move on Mm -hmm. and and put like turn the page move on to the next thing and what a relief that can be sometimes which is which is sad. And I feel like, um, you know, you don't want to leave on a negative note, but then obviously there's a reason why that aspect of your life is now over and you're moving on to something else. <laughs> uh, now, we haven't really talked too much about the, the music, the, the the sound of it, other than kind of other it's quiet, it's loud, it's quiet and loud. The xylophone, the great xylophone. Do you have a part kind of musically where this song really appeals to you? So... I love the part when the when the girl starts. Like Kim, Kimbra. Yeah, Kimbra. 
From the Lion so, King. <laughs> yeah. So when she, so she also kind of starts kind of quiet and gets loud. And so when she gets loud, I honestly was listening to it just now and I got goosebumps mm-hmm. because it's that she sings it with such intensity and it's that kind of light bulb moment of, oh, wait, maybe he did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, damn, what's going on? And he's the one that did something. <laughs> and I love that part every time. And I feel like with a lot of songs that are popular or resonate with you, there, at least for me, there's a part that I'm waiting for. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait for it to get to that part. And sometimes it's the smallest part of a song, but I will wait to get to that part. And then once it hits, I'm like, yes. And that for me in this song is the part where the girl gets like kind of unleashes her fury and uh, they're doing more of like the harmonies and stuff. I just love it. Yeah. I I think usually you hear about songs winning Grammys and you're like, "Uh," but winning a Grammy for best duo performance. I think this song really would deserve, it would Mm -hmm. deserves that honor because it really, wouldn't be the same song if it were just Gocha singing or just Kimbra singing. They really have to sing together. And to speak to the part where, where she comes in and she she starts singing to him, I, I don't want to go too far into stereotype, but in terms of you know how you'd think of a relationship like that where the guy was in the relationship and kind of, bleh, it's, it's not important to him, and then he, the girl breaks up with him and he's sort of like, oh, good, that's one less thing I have to worry about, and then now he's mad. Um I did like the idea that of, of this female character who was in a relationship, who was happy in the relationship, but only realized that it wasn't a good relationship yeah. and that it wasn't her fault it wasn't working, or at least it wasn't completely her fault it wasn't working, as she got that distance from him. Right. So the reason that she probably had the friends go get the records and changed her number and didn't really actively pursue their friendship was because she was coming more to terms with all the ways that he would do things that made her upset and all the ways that she had to kind of walk on eggshells around him. He'd say things, and oh, what does he mean by that? And am I right. doing something wrong? And oh, it is my fault. I, I'm the one who's making this not work. And I think that is reflected in her in, in the change in volume. She starts really quietly, almost with that dawning perception of, hey, wait a minute, you know, oh, this right. is a bad situation. I'm getting louder now because I realized, hold on, you, you totally suck. And I can't believe I ever dated you. And yeah, no, I'm not. No, this is this is this is going nowhere. You're also somebody I used to know. It's, right. it's in the past. Well, I feel like uh, if you watch the video, so it's um, the two of them. It's a really simple video, and they've got this kind of um, art composition going on in the background, and then it kind of takes over their bodies. But the reason why I mention it right now is because when Kimber starts singing, she kind of it's her mannerisms mimic what the sound is trying to symbolize in the song so she kind of starts off slowly not really looking at him and then she looks at him and then she gets closer and when she hits the part where she's you know most angry and most loud she is singing right at him Mm -hmm. like at his face and he is kind of wincing from the pain of what she's saying and how she's saying it and I feel like that is so true like when you feel wronged in some way and I think maybe she felt duped like Mm -hmm. it took me a while to realize that you were not good to me in this relationship um but kind of like you said her dawning realization then she is like it's anger it's 
fury that she just is kind of unleashing on him. And, you know, why would she want to be friends with him or see him even to pick up her own stuff? And so I, I liked that they did that in the video as well because it was a very, a very small way that they did it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, uh, this giant production music video of them trashing things in some apartment. But, um, but it was really cool, and I felt like it captured the simplicity of the song, but also the weight of it. And, you know, with what they were talking about, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even before we get into the why should this be our song, I'll be honest. As much as it's the the catchphrase of the show, uh, trademark to everybody, that's my popular catchphrase. (laughs) Uh, You know, making your song our song. Uh, Before you get into why you feel that it it, it deserves that, I really want to say this is a song that I always liked. Just orally, A-U-R, you know, orally. At least hearing it. (laughs) But spending the time to get ready for the show and listening to it, it really kind of meant a lot to me very quickly. It reminded me a bit of um, the Human League, Don't You Want Me Baby. Mm -hmm. There's a Postal Service song called Nothing Better with with that same idea. There's a a male singer, there's a female singer, and they're talking about the different parts of a relationship or a, a chance meeting. And I just think there's something really cool about a song that has both of those perspectives put in because I think we hear so many songs about a girl who's getting over the guy that wronged her or the guy that got dumped and he's a sad sack and he's singing a sad song and you just this is I'm sure there are more but this is really the I think the only third song I can think of off the top of my head that had a sense of dual perspectives well I feel like it's satisfying in that Mm -hmm. way because when you only get one perspective you either don't care about what the other perspective is because you're enjoying you know the one that you're hearing about or or you do and you don't know so there's this i can't remember the name of it but there's a bare naked lady song where is it one week shut up (laughs) (laughs) no it's not (laughs) summer song what have i chosen that one Um, anyways you would not be the guest anymore um no, there's this other Bare Naked Lady song where basically he's talking about how he's in a relationship and he just doesn't want to be anymore. He, like, doesn't like the girl and he's, um, you know, and he's admitting that he can't do what she needs, but he's also not ending the relationship. And I hear that song and I always thought, how much does that suck for that girl? Like, that he is completely admitting that he doesn't want to be in a relationship, but isn't doing anything about it so I felt like I always wanted to know man what is what does that girl know like I wanted to know the other side and so I felt like in this song it was satisfying in that way that you kind of start with the male perspective and you're like all right okay you didn't want to be in a relationship and all right and then you get the girl's perspective and and it's kind of like a light bulb like whoa all right um so I really enjoyed that about this song not that every song about relationships has to be a duo but the way that this one was done was exciting in that way Mm -hmm. it it really makes me feel like a lot of songs about breakups are are terribly juvenile you know because i I remember uh and i have one I, i think i might say for for another show that i just i loved hearing those songs when i was a teenager mostly because every time a girl wouldn't go out with you 
or a girl dumped you, is it or you hurts? dumped a girl. No, it's not everybody. <laughs> it's not everybody is it, hurts. Is, is it Loveful? I oh, what, is that the Cardigans one? Oh God, I love that. Song. <laughs> it's a good song. It's a good song. Um, it, you know, it, it's so passionate, and you just oh, I feel so sad. I feel yeah. so angry. I'm nobody gonna... feels the way that I, I do. Oh God, and man, maybe it's just because I'm old now. But ugh, those songs don't they don't have the same appeal anymore and you, you sort of want to like grab some teenagers like oh this song makes me and just like shut up no you're not special everybody feels this way you should listen to a song about what relationships are really like because the sooner you you figure this out the happier you're going to be in terms of finding somebody for you but yeah i think it's one of those those uh yeah but you have to a, live it before you can understand that right and there's something about those like base emotions that respond to a pop song Mm -hmm. like i am making you happy and i'm a you know upbeat happy song and or you are very sad and therefore i am a sappy song and i am going right for that i mean they might not have longevity maybe they do but i think um for me anyways a song if if you're gonna make me choose a song it's gonna hopefully be a little bit i don't know more meaningful in that way i mean Mm -hmm. Certainly the last song I chose was pretty poppy, but this one, I mean, has some, it has some imagery that I can get into. Yeah. Hey everyone. I hope you enjoyed the first part of our discussion of summer songs with somebody that I used to know. Uh, Please make sure to join us next week for episode five, where we discuss the Decemberists summer song. As always, thanks so very much for listening. Thanks to Carolyn for coming in for another episode. If you enjoy our podcast, please, please uh, take a moment to subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you'd like to leave us a rating, we'd really appreciate it. Any feedback is good feedback. You can visit our webpage at playingoursong.net for links to purchase the songs we talked about today, as well as some fun extras that should be up tomorrow. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash playingoursong.net. Or you can follow us on Twitter at playing underscore our song. If you're interested in suggesting a song, or if you'd like to be on the show yourself to talk about one of your favorites, please email me at rob at playingoursong.net. So, like I said, we'll be back next week with another episode to finish up our summer song themes. Until then, remember, it's your song, so play it long and play it loud. Take care, everyone. Mr.